This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. All right, this is Drink of Ages radio show. We are on location. Well, let me introduce everybody real quick. I'm John Denman, your host. DJ Muskrash, a producer, always sporting the, the badass Adidas jacket. Yeah, even if it's not cold, man, the dude still wears it because, yeah, he's super fly. This is a great beer drinking radio show, and I hope everybody out there is drinking some good beers. We are currently on location. We decided to drive up on the north side of town to Thistle Draft Shop, newly opened bar, restaurant in the spring area off 2920. And so we'll be hanging out up here. Talking with some people, drinking some of their excellent beers, and then trying to hurry up and wrap the show up so that we can eat some of the good food. Because I keep seeing French fries coming by for the last hour and a half. And uh, Muskrat's nose, man. I'm a big fan of French fries. He's a fry guy. I am a fry guy. But let's get through uh, some quick things. This show is sponsored by Rarin Sons Iron Thistle, which was my first pint that I had here tonight. And, man, this... Is a multi-award winning 7% ABV Scottish L. It is smooth, sweet, maltiness, also balanced with just the right amount of bitterness. It's a great beer to sit around the fire with, which if you weren't sitting by the fire anytime this last week, then hopefully you were just cuddled up in bed because it's been cold, man. Yeah, it was. I mean, it, it was one of those that I actually switched to bourbon for a little while. And I know a lot of people listening, that's their drink of choice, and that's fine. I'm not doubting, but I, I like beer. I enjoy drinking beers, but I did actually have to switch to bourbon for a couple of days just because it was an icicle outside. Yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about who is all on tonight's show. Later, we're going to have Seth and Alicia from Copperhead Brewery. They're going to be on. And Copperhead has been producing some great beers. They're a couple years into it. It's Doing some fantastic things in Conroe. But sitting with us now is, uh, man, we have Mary founder, the owner of Thistle Draft Shop, and Ernesto, the chef here that uh, designed the menu, came with all the great things. And I know french fries are just a small little item that's on the menu. Yeah, very minute, but, but, but they have its place. They're they they to have everyone. a very <laughs> special place yeah. in my heart. So, Mary and Ernesto, uh, congratulations. You Thank guys you. got this place open. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a... It's a kick-ass place you have up here. Thank yeah, you. it's pretty cool. It's it's when we were talking about it, Mary. Uh, we've known each other for a long time, yes, back have. from the St. Arnold days. Yep. And when you came to me, you told me like, I have an idea. I want to open up a craft beer bar, you know, in the spring area. I actually was kind of. I, I may have was like, man, are you really going to open up one here in the in the spring area? Because I just wasn't sure that, you know, I mean. Woodlands get a little further past. You know, Conroe's done well with it, but I wasn't really so sure how well it would do. And then um, I think the next time I saw you, I did a complete 180, and I was like, that's a great idea. You need to open up one on 2920 because there, there's not – for one, there's not much out here, and the growth has been 
just phenomenal in yes. this area. Mm-hmm. Kind of like all over Houston, but 2920, I used to drive up to see my dad. He lived in Tomball, and, and now he lives like 2978. And so 2920 used to be the way we came, and it used to be this little small road. And then all of a sudden, there was some more lights, some more neighborhoods, and built up, and some strip centers, and some restaurants. And now, I mean, it's just its own little community within like two miles. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thanks to 99. Thanks to 99. Thanks to 99. The well-anticipated road for many, many years has brought us this community that has just blossomed. Got tons of stuff out here now. Well, you've built uh, a very large place, too. And that's I am very envious of that because, yeah, no, you've been to Drink of Ages. And a lot of people listening has been there. It is not a big place. And but this this you could fit like eight of my bars into this bar, and that is that is great. It's the the bay doors are what brought me to this place. I wanted to hang on to those. I think there's a purpose for them. It used to be an automotive shop, and it just I just wanted this place to be a wide open indoor outdoor ice house, but not an ice house. Just the best craft beer bar you got on this side of town. A good beer ice house. Good beer ice house, exactly. Yes, with quality beer, exceptional beer. food as well. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, this this idea blossomed from uh, the original idea was a 1,500 square foot bottle shop and small bar, and then it just blossomed and blossomed and blossomed. And then I found this place, and it was a no-brainer. I could have the event space, I could have the lounge area, I could have the big bar, I could have the kitchen, I could have just a ton of people in here and still be able to use the doors. So. I'm uh, very happy with the way it, it turned out. And, and your bar. The way you designed the bar, right in the middle, big oval-shaped bar where you can sit around right in the middle, well, sort of in the middle, kind of in the front. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, did you come up with the plans and how was it like kind of your vision? The, the one thing about the bar that I felt was super important was that you're not, your back's not to the audience. You're facing the audience instead. So you get to see who's on the other side. And they may be your neighbor, they may be your friend, they may be your enemy, whoever it is. Um, it just is a great way to see who else is in the place. And that's what I felt was really important for here. Well, it was really fun because tonight, you know, sitting up there talking with uh, some buddies that showed up. And I look over, I'm like, hey, look, Ronnie Crocker and Patricia are walking in. Yes. And then as they're walking in, Patricia, she told me, she goes, what's funny is that when we're walking in, I looked at Ronnie, I said, do you think we'll know anybody there? <laughs> they know most of the people here. They do. Yeah, we've got, a, we've got a, uh, quite a crew of really of good friends tonight, so I'm super happy about the way this turnout is. And if we're growing little by little. Uh, we've had some, some, some slow days, of course, and we've had some really big days. I know our grand opening or our, our ribbon cutting was just exceptional. We had probably at least 20 breweries out here representing their breweries and their, their, uh, their product. And uh, just being here to support me as well, so that was that was an awesome day. Uh, I think we uh, were talking that it was almost two years ago that you came to me and and, and you said, you know, I have an idea to open up this place and where it is. How much? I know what it, what it took to open up a business. I've had a couple of them. Uh, I mean, was was anything a surprise to you in this? I mean, how how did how did the whole process go? Well, uh, the, the very first thing I did was get the TABC license because we had a, a daycare behind us and a church next to us. 
So I didn't want to, you know, go through the process of building this place out and discover, huh, we can't have it here. So that was the very first thing we did. Uh, once that was, they gave us that approval, gosh, November 2016, which is really awesome. Then we started building the plan and, and getting with the architect and trying to figure out what it is we needed to have and what we had to have. Some of the surprises that I, I wasn't anticipating was the sprinkler system in here. Because we were over 100 people and we're serving alcohol, I had to put in a sprinkler system, which turned out to be quite the event, a very expensive event. And then getting involved with the mud district was not, was not as fun as I would like to have been. Um, but the process itself has been just phenomenal from picking the right branding company to come up with the right logo, picking the right designer to come up with the, 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 the right themes and the colors and the people that surrounded me to put this thing together and pull everything out of my brain to make this actually happen. And there were some renderings at the very beginning of this project. And you go back and look at the renderings, it matches what we've got here. So kudos to all those people who helped me out. It's amazing that the people that do this for a living, that you can go, okay, I've got this idea, and you throw out this big scatterbrain, colors, design, this and that, and, they, and they, they put it on paper for you, and you're like, that's exactly what I was thinking. Well, you know, that's interesting you say that, because one of the first people I reached out to was um, Cliff at, at Primer Gray. I knew if I was going to do this and do this right, I had to have a good branding company, and they came through for me. It was fabulous. So I sat down with him. I, I gave him my idea, much like I gave it to you, and, and he's looking at me, and he says, where is this going to be? I said, it's going to be in spring. He says, oh, thank goodness it's not downtown. So, you know, downtown is inundated with, you know, some of these, these same kind of uh, ideas and thoughts and you know my my concept was to bring a little bit down from downtown to spring area without being pretentious and not pretending like I'm downtown Houston because we're not we're actually in spring but how do you bring a little bit of that taste and bring craft beer and bring the arts and and pull it all together here yeah. and I think I had the right team uh, with me to be able to do that I would say this yeah uh, I like the way you did the restrooms that is, that's, <laughs> Yeah, and there, there's a lot of bars that you go to, and, and like Mongoose versus Cobra is one that, that when you go to the restrooms, you're like, oh man, that's a pretty cool little place, how they set it all up. I'm pretty proud of my restrooms that we did a drink of ages. And so, here is another thing, man, the way you set up your restrooms, it's, it's just good. They say you can tell a lot by a place by their restrooms, and that was one of the first things I saw walking in, and it was really like, wow. It's, it feels like kind of the city out here, you know, and, and she kind of explained to me what her idea w was with it, and it was uh, it was like trying to bring the city but trying not to uh, intimidate anyone with it or offend anyone by doing that communal feel, you know, and it was like, okay, well, you did it the right way because it's, it's, you can meet in the middle and it's not, you know, clashing. It's pretty cool. Because yeah, every area... Every every I can't even talk now. Every area of town is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So you know, there the to bring some of that up here, you still had to think about the community and the people that you're serving. Yep. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think you've done a great job. We need to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll talk with Ernesto. Woo, because he's here. Yeah, he's I'm here. I'm here, guys. <laughs> I'm here. Making some great food up here at this little draft shop, and so we'll talk with him when we get back. Two All right. Take two. Hey, Ron. Yes, Dan. Who that funk you get to play? Yeah, I hear that dude, man. He sure is funky, man. He ain't bad as I am. Yeah, what is what you play? Yeah, I play drums, man. Yeah, you buy a new one. You ready to get a hand on? Yeah, let me hear what you got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Otis. Yeah, man. Them guys bet that bad. Boy, they really doing it right there. 
Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise? Keep it local like we do. Let the badasses at Cash Branding, the official merchandise sponsor of Drink of Ages, kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch. Give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out, cashbranding.com. Drink of Ages, we are back on. I'm John Denman, DJ Muskratch. We're up here at the Thistle Draft Shop in spring, and we're hanging out with Marion Ernesto. Uh, so, Ernesto, man, let's talk about you for a little bit because you yeah, you run the kitchen up here. Yeah. Uh, producing some pretty kick-ass food. You came out with the menu and all that. Uh, you had the. You came from the Grove. I did. And, man, the Grove is another I mean, that place is pretty kick-ass. A little spot by Discovery Green. Yeah, it's uh, it was a unique location, because um, before every th- in the past couple of years, it's really just grown. You know, there's so many more restaurants. There's lofts. There's uh, there's you know the Rockets doing great. There's the Astros winning World Series. There's Super Bowls that have come to town. Uh, Final Fours. There's the House of Blues, and uh, it was really a, a unique location, and it really kept us on our toes you know um we were always we were one of the first restaurants in that particular area and and we really felt like it was a special spot and we started doing these uh beer dinners 
about five years ago where we were bringing in local breweries and pairing up food with different beers that each brewery would bring in. And uh, it really helped me out as a chef to kind of open my palate up to that type of stuff. And, you know, I always enjoyed beer, but craft beer was something that was new to me. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. And, and the Grove helped me uh uh, grow as a chef I am today for that reason you know things like that and special dinners and and just being in that location really it was it was uh, quite an experience well sundown at the Grove the, the event that you're talking about yeah uh, the first year we were out there a whole lot and and you may have given me some dirty looks because you know <laughs> they make little bite-sized things and they put it out there several of them and then I found myself you know some of them Especially like ceviche or something like that. That's something on a chip. If it's anything on a chip, then it's like, okay, that, that was really good. I'm going to have another and walk back by and sneak another and sneak another. And, and it, was, it, was, it was great. Good food. And I don't know. Is that, is that event still going? Do they still do that they, they do still do that. And that's funny you say that because the, the event really evolved. It was... Uh, at first, it was one of these things where we were just putting out small bites and like these hors d'oeuvre type, you know, plates out for people to come and grab, and it turned into this uh, thing where people were just grabbing lots of it, and it was kind of killing us. It was uh, me. It was killing us, and maybe I did scorn at you once or twice. <laughs> now I do remember you, but uh, we it evolved each year, and it was really cool to see that because uh, we learned on how to make it better and what was more efficient and uh, what were people really wanting. And, uh, you know, towards the end, we actually set up this really cool, um, the, the last year I did, which was this year, we, uh, or actually last year, uh, we set up like a whole grill and a fryer outside and we actually just served like plates. And it was really cool to see that type of uh, reaction we got from guests because the people that were normally coming, they, they were used to seeing the little bite-sized things or like being able to serve themselves. and. Now we're doing like whole hot dogs from 44 Farms with, you know, um, a stout chili or something like that. And it was really cool to see how it went from the beginning till till now, you know, and it, it's still going. But it's every summer and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun to see it, you know, it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. So now you're up here at Thistle Draft Shop. I am. And the... the, the, the Reviews from the food has been pretty spectacular. Well, you know, um, when I left the Grove, I was, uh, it was time for me to kind of find myself a little bit. And um, I reached out to some chef friends of mine, and, and they said, you know, you should reach out to Mary. She's trying to do some pretty cool things out in spring. And so I reached out to her, and, and she told me about her concept, and we met up, and it was, it was something that, it was really exciting to me you know I'm from Katy I grew up in Katy and uh, I I ended up working in downtown almost my entire career so that lifestyle of living in Katy and going to downtown was something I was very familiar with you know um, Katy has a special place in my heart and I know the suburbs pretty well so coming out here it felt kind of like easy for me and uh, I felt very excited for her to see what she was trying to do out here because I'd love to see something like that in Katy. And, um, you know, as we've moved forward, I'm seeing the progress and I'm seeing how the people are reacting towards the food and especially the establishment and the, you know, how it's unique in its own way. And it's, it's something that is just really 
it's awesome to see that it can exist out in these parts of town. You know, it's not just something you see in downtown Montrose Heights or the inner loop somewhere. You know, it's something that can exist out here and people appreciate it. You know, uh, I think when Mary brought me in, we were uh, eye to eye on what we wanted to do with the food and the concept. You know, I, my experience is downtown. I've worked in downtown my entire career. I've worked with some great chefs that I'm very proud of, uh, br- proud to say I worked for. And uh, they taught me a lot, and uh, it taught me how to be very creative with food and, and how to be seasonal with it, and um, I enjoy that very much. And we try to do that here. Uh, the menu's still evolving, but we're doing things like uh, Brussels sprouts with uh, bonito flakes and fish sauce vinaigrette and pomegranate. We're doing some uh, roasted oysters with winter greens and habanero bacon. Um, we're, we just put out a dish today that's going to be uh, smoked oysters with a michelada sauce, um, a uh, Mexican lager, and some uh, saltine crackers. So we're doing some stuff that's not your typical bar food, you know? It's stuff that's yeah, like... That sounds really... <laughs> I don't know. Can we just... Yeah. Is that ready now? Yeah, <laughs> when, of when can I put that order in? Absolutely. Yeah, no. You and, just did. I just did. And, <laughs> yes. and a as dozen of those, please. Yeah, and yeah. as we're doing that, you know, we're, we're using these um, purveyors and vendors that are local. And we're, you know, I believe in it. She believes in it. It's, it's fun to support that, you know, um, and... You know, that's just the way I've been taught, and that's the way I've grown as a chef. And, and it's, it's cool to see how much people are enjoying it here. You know, they're, they're coming in, and they're having the burger, and they're saying, you know what, man, this burger's awesome. And they try the bread, and they're like, you know what, man, where's that bread from? And we say it's from Craftsman Bakery, and it's here local. Or, you know, we have some pork belly tacos, and they're like, oh, where's the pork belly from? Well, it's from Black Hill Meats. And, um, you know, it's really cool to see that people are really happy about it. And we've heard it a number of times where they're like, wow, this is different and this is fun. It's not, it's not just a typical bar food or, you know, it's just different overall. Like you can, you can go and buy beer and make your own six pack and, you know, you can make a growler. You can, you can do whatever you want. It's, it's, and they have, and one thing I can say about, about uh, Mary's, she knows her beer and those beers on tap and everything they have in the coolers is a good beer i can promise you that there's not one beer you can have here and say like oh that was bad no well, they're mean, all good i walked in and I was like, you want a beer of course i do and hand me a beer list it's like man which one do i want exactly what's going to be the yeah. first beer that i you know, have here i mean there's so many good beers on this list What's going to be the first one of the night? No, exactly. And, um, you know, as I said, I did those um, those sundown events, and that opened me up a lot uh, towards craft beers, and uh, I felt like it was almost a perfect match for me right now to really join them and, and, and to learn more. And they've taught me so much about the beer side of it, and um, I feel like we're just really – it's hand-in-hand. Hand. We're doing very well together, and – um, it's really exciting. It's really, really exciting. I have some great cooks right now that are excited about it too, and everyone's learning, and it's been fun. We're having a lot of fun doing it. Well, one of the, the cool things about this place and Mary's design is and we're at this old draft shop up here off 2920 in Kirkendall area, is that you can actually, you order your food, you can sit and watch them make it if you wanted to. Yeah. They're, they are behind the glass wall. Yeah. And sitting right there, so you can actually sit and watch them 
make your food because I know there's a lot of times you've been to a few places and you're like, and I'm not sure about eating this. <laughs> right. But, right. <laughs> you know, here you can watch. You know, you get your beer and you can go sit there and watch them make your food. Yes. Yeah. yeah we're on a stage and it's uh, it's uh. A little intimidating at times, honestly. You know, you have the people that come up and stare at you through the windows, and and you're you're not even paying attention to them. And all of a sudden, you look up and they're sitting there staring at you for ten minutes. And that was like, me. Uh, I was watching French fries. Uh, uh, he was know. in the fryer, just dipping go. them down. I'm like, oh, that's so <laughs> <Yeah>. sexy. <laughs> um, but you know, luckily for me and and my crew, everyone is. Uh, I feel like we're very professional, and we take care of the food, and we're, we appreciate it very much, and. And uh, you can sit there and watch and you get some cool lessons and see what we're doing. You know, I think we're constantly moving and we're doing some cool things that, you know, people might be surprised by, like using smoke guns and, and uh, you know, just doing some cool techniques here and there that just might surprise someone in a typical, like, bar restaurant that someone has said before. So I can only imagine what's, like, working in your heads, you know, of, of ideas and things between food and beer and dinners oh, and cooking and... It doesn't stop. Smoking and whatever else happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Be careful with the smoking thing. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to talk anymore about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. No, but... Um, your hours here. Hours are, uh, we've kind of been kind of torn with that, but basically we're going to go from 11 to 11 on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday we'll do 11 to midnight. We do have a late night license, but we'll Until stick it 12. Yeah, we yes. do. We'll kind of see how the crowd goes when, you know, come 12 o'clock approaches, and then we have the option. Yeah, the good thing about that license is that you can sell beer to go at 150 if yes. you wanted to. Yes. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. not quite that uh, midnight cutoff that a lot of grocery stores and other places have. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's it's, a, good. it's been it's been quite the quite the adventure uh, with the drafts. We I try to uh, make sure we have a nice blend of styles and there's something for everybody. Same thing with the package. We want to be sure that you got something everybody loves. We want to look at the vintages, the vintage beers, the special beers, the the things that are a little harder to find. And uh, just kind of draw the crowds in here. It's a, a really good pick-up-and-go uh, idea on the retail side or uh, stop and shop. So stop, shop, and sip. Yeah. That's our motto. Yeah, so anybody on the north side of town, you have a new spot to come to in this little draft shop. And, and you definitely, if you haven't been here, make a quick drive. Man, I drove here from Pearland today. It was not bad. No. It was not bad. I did stop at Drink of Ages first yeah, just because well. I needed some beef jerky. But I did make it up here. And yeah. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a great spot drive. you guys have. Easy drive. Yeah, it's not bad. All right. Well, let's take another break, and I appreciate you guys hanging out. Uh, hang out. Let's talk to Seth and Alicia. We have four mics set up, so we can, we can all just drill them. Cool. Sounds and good. And just figure out what's going on over yes. there at Copperhead Brewery. Perfect. All right, drink your beers. Be right back.
this is John from Drink of Ages Radio Show here, and I have another badass beer for all you good beer drinkers to try. Iron Thistle from Roran Sons. This is a 7% Scottish ale. It has a bold taste that is dominated by a smooth, sweet maltiness and caramel flavors, balanced with a low hoppy bitterness. Iron Thistle is a silver medal award-winning beer at Great American Beer Fest. Look for the purple cans of Iron Thistle from Roran Sons or ask for Pine at your favorite good beer bars and listen to Drink of Ages radio show Friday nights at 9 p.m. here on ESPN 97.5. of ages radio show and we're still hanging out at the thistle drought shop 2920 and kirkendale and now we are joined not only mary the owner of this place but also seth from copperhead has joined us as well how you doing seth i'm pretty good pretty good uh, we've been sitting around drinking beers for i don't know like 12 hours now i don't know point. if it's been quite that long but uh yeah it's a cool place to hang out and drink beer for sure. Food is also really awesome here. I had a burger earlier that was delicious. I'm I'm ready. As much fun as it would be to sit and talk to you for a couple segments, I wish we were done just so I could eat that burger. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> I, that yeah. and the truffle fries. Uh, truffle don't fries get me started awesome. on truffle fries. Yep. Now I'm I'm ready to um, explore the food menu here. And the only thing, I mean, Mary, do you guys offer chicken wings? We do have chicken wings. We have two different types of chicken wings that Ernesto has put together. One is a Vietnamese, and one is his, he calls it Big E Wings for Ernesto, and it's his own special sauce, and actually they're pretty darn good. They got a, uh, what is it? It's a, it's a hot sauce on there, and it's topped with some blue cheese. Fabulous. All right. Well, then I, I think I need a burger, some french fries, some of the truffle fries, and some <laughs> Ernesto wings. I think that's the way this, this night's going to end up. Oh, man. It's a good little spot up here. Uh, there's not nothing else like it in the area. And 60 taps. 60 taps. And I, I will say this, uh, Seth, is I grabbed a can out of the cooler. I, I had one of the Strikers. Fresh Striker. Uh, it's, it's hard to beat, man. That beer is delicious. Fresh Striker is pretty damn tasty. It is. But uh, I think you have some Medusa on tap here. And I, I might wait for the I think last it just segment. Emptied, didn't it? The cherry Medusa. It just emptied, right? I'm sorry. I think it just emptied. Oh well. Somebody said they got the last pour uh, 15 minutes ago. I guess we better get another one. So. But we, uh, me and John, went in the cold box, and you do have a half barrel of Mongoose Slayer here already. Ah, so nice. That must have happened today. It happened. Yeah, it's here. I think this would probably be one of the first places to get a keg outside of the brewery then. Because they literally picked them up yesterday. Nice. Okay. So our, our distributor's on top of it for the special release stuff. That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on who your rep is, I guess. <laughs> no, but I was, I was actually going to say that Medusa for the last segment because 
Uh, I know how that goes. Yeah. 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 That has she, been a very popular beer, by the way. The cherry one? Both of them. Yeah. Uh, I think they're out of cherry kegs right now. They should have a couple regular. But we have a whole other tank that we're about to package next week. So there will be cases and kegs. So that, it's it's pretty much that's what it's turned into. We can't keep up with. They're always, like, out of stock. And, like, we're always trying to catch up. And it's been, like, a hectic, crazy, stressful last Last 2017. Year. Yeah, last year or so, <laughs> yeah. and I don't, I don't think it's gonna get any, any better. We're, we're limited on tank space, but uh, I'm just well, trying to. Well, the thing to... about like with you guys, you have uh, your, your place where you brew the beer and the place where you can go drink the beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, like you said, I mean, you, you're, you're constantly brewing, just try to keep up with demand. Yep. I mean, what, what's the plan for, for the future with you guys? Because. Uh, I would love to see Copperhead Brewery in a lot more places. Uh, I think at this point it's gonna it's gonna shift over to we need bigger fermenters. Uh, we already have eight thirty barrel fermenters and three thirty barrel bright tanks, and it's not enough. Um, I was shopping around for sixty barrel tanks uh, just for like Striker and Medusa. I mean, having sixty barrels of those ready at one time. It would kind of help the uh, like flow of product availability a lot more than trying to have four or five tanks of striker going at all times. But it would also free up some of those tanks to do other things like the rotating IPAs or Black Venom or any of our other not so everyday or year-round beers. I mean, some of the beers you guys made, I made a list of them. And... They're conveniently on the sheet in front of me. That's a lot of beers that you guys have made. I mean, have you have you made it past two years yet? Uh, yeah, November was uh, two years of full scale brewing. So we didn't, we never, uh, we never had an anniversary event or anything. I'm thinking we might be able to make an anniversary event for our three year. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. That's a one. Three years is a great one to celebrate. I mean, why not? Yeah, uh, I'm, if we do the anniversary beer, it has to be crazy, ridiculous, over the top. I almost want to wait, wait. Since it's three years, more year, over the top than like King of Terrors. Maybe not that big an ABV, but like since it's three years, maybe like a Belgian triple, maybe wine barrel aged or something. I don't know. We have some time next November for for three years. There's there's some playtime in there. A barrel age thing could be in the works. So, how come there hasn't been an anniversary party? Uh, I, I don't know. It's busy. Yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> just not enough time to, to do all of that stuff. I mean, trying to keep up with the the rotating IPA series we put in place five or six months ago that occupies a lot of our time because. It, there's always a release date, and we always pre-sell tickets for it. So everything has to make sure that that happens when it's supposed to. So we have to have glassware and T-shirts and make sure the beer's canned on time and getting the pre-printed cans. And there's so much that like we have to focus on to make sure that rotating series actually works like it's supposed to. And then on top of keeping up with Medusa, Black Venom, Striker, 
all the other year-round stuff, like, it's... And there's still only three of us. It's uh, me, Alicia, and my dad. It's just the three of us still. So we're, we're pretty slammed most of the time. Most of the time, it's seven days a week. Every now and then, we might be like, all right, we're not going to the brewery today. Like, we need a day... I'll go check on stuff, and then that's it. I'm out. <laughs> and then but. by noon, you're like, okay, I got to go to the brewery. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Yeah. I think, I think um, yeah, Mary is going to figure this out here shortly. When she starts planning events up here, that, that you're like, okay, we got these great events coming up. And then it consumes every bit of time that you have to plan these events. And then you all of a sudden you realize, like, I didn't order beer. Right. <laughs> I didn't order beer this week. That's one of those nightmares I have. <laughs> it, it happens. It happens. I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes. I go, do I have beer on tap? Yeah. Or do I have toilet paper in the restroom? Exactly. I mean, it just it never stops. Exactly. No, no, it's the same thing. I'm like, man, did I turn on the temp control on the fermenter? Or did I order hops so I can brew this batch? <laughs> or do we have pack techs or... Or six-pack carriers, or and like I think about that stuff in the middle of the night, and I like can't sleep because I'm sitting there thinking about: Do we have all this? Do we have that? Did I order that? And we get there in the morning, and I'm like, "All right, everything's here. Everything's fine. I'm just kind of chill, calm down a little bit. Like everything's here. It'll be fine." Isn't that I'm, what nightmares are all about, though? Is it <laughs> a checking point? Well, it keeps you in check. <laughs> yeah. It also- Keeps you in check. In I mean, how many nights did you open up this place, Mary? I mean, were you sitting around and you woke up at like 1 o'clock in the morning and there was something on your mind that you thought about that you're like, oh, did I do this right? Did I or did I think about this? Or you came up with another idea. How many of those nights were there? Actually, I, I think most of my, my, my waking evenings were all about the finances, getting this place up and running. And now it's about customer bases, customers coming in. That's when I wake up and think, what do I got to do to get the people in here? And how come the place was empty? And what do we do to manage that? Um, that's that's where my, I call them morning mares. That, yeah, there, there's, you know, opening, opening up my little small little place that I have, you know, just sitting there. I'll, I'll wake up at like 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I have an event in my head. And I wake <laughs> up and, and that's why you see me posting like I made up an event at three o'clock in right the morning. Now. It's not because I'm going to bed, no, just because I just woke up and came up with an idea and it just it never stops, Mary. Why it not? It never stops. It shouldn't. <laughs> it shouldn't. It should always go. It's fun though. It is fun. But I mean when you're when you're sitting there making beer south and over at Copperhead Brewery, because I'm getting phone calls from my wife. Uh, when you have when you're on schedule and people are expecting these beers, but yet you want to be creative and make more beers and different beers, and you, and you have a nice you've made a lot of beers in your short history. Yeah, the the rotating IPA series is the newest thing, and that's just so everybody knows what four beers are in the series. So when a new one hits, they all know it's fresh. Um, but like. I lost my thought there. Maybe too much beer is involved in this radio show. Um, this place to do that, too. Always you? fresh beer, always coming out, just something to get people involved, interested, back to the brewery, or whenever someplace taps a keg of it, there's always that interest of, hey, this is new, just released, just it's fresh, it's good. Um, 
So we always try to do that. So there's always something new out there. Yeah, uh, you, you guys do a good job uh, promoting the the new beers you come out with. You know, you do an event, you do your little specially four packs or six packs or King of Terror three liter bottles that we'll talk about in the next segment. Yeah, that was so, one of those ideas that sounded awesome, and I and I announced it before I fully thought that through. It's still awesome, <laughs> Seth. Don't change your mind because it's awesome. Dream of Ages. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're here at. Uh, Thistle Draft Shop and hanging out with Mary and Seth from Copperhead. Drinking Bages. Spindletap makes some pretty excellent IPAs. Draped Up is one of them. If you missed the original release last year, you're in luck, and they have brewed it again. Draped Up is a 6.8% four times dry hopped with Mosaic, Amarillo, Galaxy, and Wakatoo. Get some before it is gone, and do yourself a favor. Stop by the brewery and pair some Draped Up with a slice of Texas wood-fired pizza located at Spindletap Brewery. Treat yourself to something good. Drinking the good beer at Thistle Draft Shop, and and we're right out twenty nine twenty Kirkendall Spring area. Stop by, have a beer, check out the new place uh, that Mary, one of my guests. Hello, welcome back, Mary. Thank you. Is uh, yeah, it's her place, and she created this beautiful spot. Sixty beers on tap. I don't, I couldn't even count how many beers you have in the cooler. That not only can you come get a beer here. But you can also take some great, delicious striker to go. And kangaroo killer. And some kangaroo killer. Mm-hmm. Brewed by my buddy Seth from Copperhead Brewery, who's also hanging out tonight. Yep. I think there were a couple bottles of Black Venom left. Not many. Yes, there is. Not many. And I think the Medusa is gone. <laughs> yeah, there was no Medusa. No yeah. Medusa. It's all gone. Yeah, it's a, we've got probably 200 plus beers in the coolers and i think we can hold much much more we're still building that stock and it was really interesting to see over the holidays how they did move i was kind of curious and uh, kind of apprehensive but i think we got a really good thing going here we got retail uh to go uh anything from jester king on down to 
uh, Copperhead, and we got the Hipster from Evil Trent, Evil Twin, and oh gosh, community beers. We have all kinds of beers in there. Trying to keep a really nice selection, different styles, different uh, levels of ABV, and something for everybody. A great selection of, of independently owned craft beer. Correct. And that's what you find on draft here and in the cooler. Correct. Exactly. Yep. Yep, we wanted to stay true to the craft beer scene, and so we're going to support everybody that is craft beer independent. Which, yeah, those are the ones making the beers I drink. So I find myself here <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and having pints. Definitely. Seth, uh, you guys, man, up there at Copperhead, you, you, you've made some fantastic beers. I mean, what, what's, what's coming up? 2018. I don't know how many checks you write, but as a bar owner, I write checks to all the distributors, (laughs) and Mary probably writes the checks as well. Constantly. Uh, I'm not looking forward to having to write 2018 yet because I know I'm going to, like, for like three weeks, I'm going to write 2017. And none of the millennials. Yeah, nobody, nobody, none of these people, like, young young people are going to know what it's like to have to write a check. And had to scratch off the date because, like, what's wrong with you, man? Do you not know it's 2018? It's like, yeah, I know it's 2018, but it, yeah, it just, it's just stuck surprised in the groove. me. Stuck <laughs> so, in the groove, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing the amount of checks we write, isn't it? It is. It is. I, I actually I honestly went, like, five years of my life of never writing a check and then all of a sudden open up a bar and have to write checks every week. <laughs> yes. And it's like, I have to write? I mean, when was the last time, Seth, you actually wrote something uh writing a check probably the last time i paid my car payment before i sold my car i had to pay with a check that, that but other just, than that that was one check a month like but the thing though is that like these days you don't have to write anything i look at like and i love my nephews but i look at their handwriting and it's like that was like a five-year-old wrote that exactly and <laughs> because people don't have to write anymore yeah right. i mean I don't know. Uh, I digress. Let's let's get back to it. (laughs) But yeah, uh, so 2018, man, which is kind of a shock in itself because I remember it was like 2009, not that long ago. And now it's 2018. Here we are. Whole brand new year. Uh, There's a lot of nuclear bomb talk going on and everything else. And at the same time, it's like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about any of that. We're going to make beer, and we're going to serve beer. That's correct. So Sell the beer you make. Yeah. And sell the beer that Seth makes. It could be worse, I guess. I mean, there's worse things that we could be doing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But we're not going to get into those worse, <laughs> <laughs> worse things at this point. Because I had like 10 things come through my head that I was about to say. And You're then just I realized like, that we are on ESPN like, Radio. Just one like, beer away from like letting it out there. <laughs> it's always one beer away. It's always one beer away. So for for this year, uh, let's talk to talk to you, Seth, um, Copperhead Brewery. What are your plans? I know next weekend is a big weekend for you guys. The uh, Night of Terrors yes. is happening yes. next weekend. Uh, next Friday night, the twelfth, January twelfth. Uh, it's a beer I only brew once a year. It's a 15% ABV Imperial style that gets aged on vanilla beans, coffee, and cocoa nibs. Um, it's dangerous. There's no hint of the ABV in it. It's 
thick, creamy, chocolatey coffee. It's just delicious. It's dangerous. Uh, it's pretty much like delicious a, is, a, is uh, what I think you mean, you want to say one and dangerous. done kind of beer. Like I know the second one seems like it would be a good idea, and it is a good idea until you get like about halfway through the second one, and then you're like, oh, I made a mistake. So that's why it was such a great idea to put in three liter bottles. Yes, yes, it, that <laughs> to was to share with all that of your was neighborhood. The, the idea that we thought was, oh, this is gonna be awesome, and then. Wait a minute, what did we do? And then we actually had to buy a pallet of the three liter bottles. And when I like cut open the pallet and like pulled out this giant bottle, I was like, why did we do this? But it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a giant, giant bottle of this. There's already been people talking about bringing it to bottle shares. And I'm like, you better have a lot of people there. You need like 25 people there for a bottle share for a three liter <laughs> bottle or something like no i think i think the three liter bo- bottle is a great idea and i think most people there'll be a few that will open them but most people is they're going to hold on to them i think people are going to age it because especially a 15 percent stout like that it'll age for years uh, so it'll be cool to see if people actually do hold on to them if they decide at some point to pop one open it'll be cool <laughs> King of Terrors is is a night that's coming up Saturday night. Uh, Friday. Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. Next Friday night. And you did a thing, though, uh, the VIP that I wish I yes, would have jumped yes, on. Yes, yeah. And it was like the most amazing brewery the, purchase you could have you could have done. The first year that Night of Terrors was official, we did a... A small version of it the year before where it was just a small-scale test batch. There was just a keg on tap. But the first actual event we had, since it was on Friday the 13th, we had 13 VIP tickets available. And they were kind of expensive. But if you got one of the 13, uh, my dad actually made wood crates that hold 12 bottles of King of Terrors. And they were all like laser etched with our logo and the King of Terrors text, and uh, they're all numbered. It was expensive, but you got the crate with the beer. And the catch was if you bring it back to every Night of Terrors after, you get it filled back up with 12 bottles of Terrors for free. But the catch is you have to make it to every one. If you miss one, you're off the list. And then a spot opens up for another crate, and it'll go up to auction that people, anyone in attendance at the event can bid on. So there will only be 13 active total forever for that particular event and beer, which as soon as we put them up, they all sold within a couple hours. And we've had ridiculous offers, like I will pay you this much money in cash if I can get another crate. And I'm like, no, there's only 13. Like, I can't do it. And like, it's just, uh, it was a cool system, cool idea. It actually turned out working better than I thought it was going to. So uh, we'll see if a couple Is cash people... the only thing you've ever been offered? Yes. <laughs> just, I don't know if you should answer that. I'm, I'm not that right good now. looking. <laughs> That's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, never, never mind. I don't just... <laughs> but I do know a couple people that had crates for the original 13. They're couple people their job has relocated them outside of the state 
So we'll see if they make it back. I know one person got uh, moved to Colorado, but he swears he's booking a ticket and flying back next week for the for the event. So we'll so see. So there could be one there might more be. available. There, there might be, be one available. There might be. Oh, we'll see. man. Sign All us right. up. I guess I'll see you next week. It's <laughs> 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 coming down to. Yeah. Sounds like a cool thing to have. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, King of Terrors, Friday night. Uh, stop by. If nothing else, uh, tickets are for sale. Yeah, you can uh, reserve your beers and special glass ahead of time if you want. Uh, we try to package more than what the pre-sale tickets are. So there's everybody gets a chance at it. But if you buy the tickets, it's just a way to like lock in your beers and your glassware ahead of time if you want. Um, there is less available of this than there are of like the other special release stuff we have because it's kind of a it's a more limited thing because it's a very difficult beer to produce, very expensive beer to make. So that's why it's only once a year, and it's it's its own special little thing. But it's it's awesome. All right, well look them up. You can find them on Facebook, Copperhead Brewery. Look them up online, CopperheadBrewery.com. And man, get all the information you need for that. You definitely want to go hang out. If you've never been by there, then take a quick trip to Conroe, Texas, and enjoy some great beer from Copperhead. Seth, appreciate you, man. Yep. Thanks for coming and hanging out tonight. Yeah, no problem. Uh, and then here we are, Thistle Draft Shop. Uh, brand new place opened up on 2920 in Kirkendale area. Beautiful, badass spot supporting the local craft brew scene. And not only that, but you can find some also fantastic beers from all around the nation. Uh, Mary, always good to see you. You as well. Thank always you for good. coming Thanks out. Thanks for having us out. And it, you definitely need to come by and check this place out if you are in the area. And, man, I'm about to get some French fries. Nice. It's, it's those <laughs> so, trouble fries, man, and buffalo You'll love wings. them. It's beer time. All right. I want to you'll thank everybody them. for listening to the radio show. This episode of Drink of Ages is sponsored by Iron Thistle from Rar and Sons Brewery. And, man, everybody be safe out there. You can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by Buffalo Bay Brewing Company by going to drinkofages.com or iTunes. Nice. Thank Everybody, you, uh, hope you all survived the New Year's and man, 2018. I hope it's good for you. Drink Happy of ages. New Year. Happy New Year. We'll be talk to y'all next week. I was about to say we'll be right back. We're not going to be back. We're uh, <laughs> seven days from now. Drink of ages. Cheers. <laughs>